A few months later, the town received word that President Collins had declared the elections nullified. While this worried the residents, most of them had been preparing for this day for a long period of time. There were those in the minority who originally didn't think the President of the United States would ever go that far, so they were definitely surprised when the announcement came. Since North Fork was as fortified as it could be, the only thing the residents could do was wait for whatever it was that might happen now that Collins was in sole charge of the United States. They didn't have to wait very long, because the town was attacked a little over a month later. Sheriff Richard's voice came over on the emergency loudspeaker that broadcast all over town. Attention! 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 We've got word of an impending attack on North Fork. Everyone needs to get to their assigned battle stations immediately. Mothers and their children need to make their way to the bunker immediately. This is not a drill. I repeat, this is not a drill. John was in the middle of prescribing some asthma medication to an eight-year-old when they heard the sirens go off. Dr. Schooler came over to John and said, North Fork is about to be attacked. We need to start getting prepared for casualties. All right, show me what to do. As Schooler and John were preparing for the inevitable casualties, they heard jets scream by overhead, and then they heard and felt a large explosion. John went to a window to look outside and saw that the town hall had been turned into a fiery ruin, which wasn't very far from where the two men were. So John suggested... Maybe we should get out of here so we can find the injured people ourselves. I think everyone else might be a little too busy to help the injured. That's probably a good idea. Good thing everything we have is portable. Let's go. As the two men made their way outside, they saw the jets strafing the town, along with missiles being launched from their wings, which hit gun batteries the town had set up. The gun batteries blew up in fireballs. They could hear small arms and machine gun fire in every direction, and they also heard people crying out in pain, so the two doctors searched out the injured. Upon finding injured, they immediately went to work to try to keep anyone from dying. The battle seemed to inch closer and closer each minute. Both men could tell that the residents of North Fork were losing, and losing badly, as they were not able to keep up with all the injured. John said a prayer while they were trying to help. Dear Heavenly Father, please help these people who are beyond my help. If they must die, let them die quickly and in no pain. Please help me not to be overwhelmed by the emotions I'm feeling so that I can do my job. If I do die in this battle, please let it be so quick that I don't know that it's happening. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. The battle was practically now on top of them, so Schooler said to John, Why don't you head for the bunker? I'll tend to as many of these wounded as I can before I head back there myself. Are you sure? Yes, now go. John stood up and began running towards the bunker, where it seemed like everyone was now retreating towards since they were being overwhelmed by the government forces. He didn't think the bunker would actually hold off the government forces, but it would slow them down. Because of the noise level around him, along with his adrenaline pumping through his body, he didn't hear the gun that shot at him, and didn't really feel the bullet that went into his thigh and back out again on the other side. 
He stumbled a little, but kept going for the bunker, reached it, and as soon as he was inside, he collapsed.